0: Ladies and gentlemen, my guest on Chair Shots to the Cranium Interviews is a very well-known professional wrestler who has experienced great success since his debut in 1987. He's wrestled for WWE and ECW as a successful singles and tag team wrestler. He's experienced success as an actor, and he's making appearances on the independent wrestling scene, most notably with Universal Championship Wrestling. He's also part of the historic and accomplished Anuwa'i family. I'm proud to have as my guest, Lloyd Anuwa'i. Lloyd, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good, my brother. How are you today?
0: You're scheduled to appear at the Universal Championship Wrestling Show called Super Brawl on February the 2nd. This is not your first time wrestling for UCW. Tell me a little bit about your experience with them. Uh,
1: well, me and my brother, we go to uh, Sons of Samoa and we did a show where we went against uh Lodi and uh his partner. So uh you know, we had we had a great match, but uh you know, that let's say that we won the battle and lost the war. But uh with UCW, you know, they put on a hell of a wrestling show and uh you know, a lot of great talent and uh I'm going to be one of them. So therefore, they better look out the Griffin, Georgia. I'm on a, I'm on a mission.
0: What are your thoughts about how they have a nice blend of well-known seasoned wrestlers like yourself and young up-and-coming wrestlers that are still trying to make a big name for themselves? Well, I mean, you know, knowing all the, all the
1: you know, uh, you know, names that they have on there, you know, and uh, all these newcomers that coming up, you know, these young guys, you know, they're actually, uh, you know, there's a lot of good talent out there. And, uh, you know, just that, uh, we just got to look at some... Uh, some of the, the, positive guys out there, you know, some some guys, you know, they go out there and I put it this way, you have some guys that have heart that want to be in the wrestling business, and you got guys that just want to be on TV in the glory. So you can pick those ones out. And uh, right now in UCW, I see there's a lot of good talent, and I
0: you know hope continue that could, they could continue getting better and more talent, younger guys. I will tell you, what's attractive to me is how you see a uh, see these very talented young guys that a lot of people may not even know about yet and they get in the ring with well-known superstars and those matches are not they're not boring they're not slow I mean they're fast-paced and they're extremely entertaining yeah uh, yeah they
1: are you know but you know I'm, I'm old school and uh, you know like you got a lot of new moves these guys are doing and I'm gonna be honest with you I'm not a fan of all those high-flying uh, you know moves that they're doing because you know it can, it can ruin and, and end somebody's career right away, you know, in case, you know, they do something wrong and they land wrong or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know. So you, you got to watch it. You know, I'm old school. I like to stick to just wrestling and, 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 and kicking
0: butt and taking names. You just keep it grounded, huh? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I've seen firsthand, you know, the veteran wrestlers are coming in and help the guys and, you kind of just get this feeling that they're passing along their knowledge and at the same time, they're still tearing it up in the ring like the old days. Yeah, I
1: mean, uh, you got, you know, guys like myself that have been around the business for a long time. You got guys like, uh, you know, Scott Steiner that, that works for UCW. Uh, you got so many older talent there and, and guys that have been around for so many years. And, and you know, it's, it's a good thing to, to hand off the talent, you know, to, uh, I'm sorry, to, you know, give them some experience and knowledge and hopefully that they listen and understand, you know, and, and that's the main thing. Right. Uh, these young guys, they have to keep their ears open and their eyes open and, 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 and listen and understand. Uh, you know, the older guys are giving them a lot of, you know, critique and experience, you know, for what they've done. So, you know, they just got to listen
0: up and try to take that all in. Well, let's take a trip down memory lane if we can. Uh, to the beginning of your career as I mentioned in my opening statement you started your career in the late 80s and you were trained by your Hall of Fame father Afa and your Hall of Fame uncle Sika when did you know that professional wrestling was your calling and tell me about the training you endured from your father and your uncle
1: <laughs> well, uh in the business, it was, I I shouldn't say easy, you know, but, uh, you know, my family being in it, and uh, I really wanted to, uh, you know, start off in law enforcement, but, you know, I seen all these big checks my dad was bringing home, and I used to go to, you know, when I was younger in the locker rooms and all that stuff, and I seen all the guys, and then I decided say, what the heck, Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, it's in the blood, so I just continued, you know, following my, my dad and my uncle's legacy in their footsteps,
0: how much does your family consult with one another for advice? Like, for example, when when Roman Reigns came into the business and the Usos, when they began their career, how much how much do y'all feed off one another and get advice and give advice?
1: Well, I mean, you know, uh, we all we all you know try to help each other, but I'm not trying to put our family up on the top, but, you know, it's, it's kind of natural for us in this business because we were raised up around it, so, you know, to help each other, it, we're there, but it's kind of natural when we just go by what we learn and what we taught, so, uh, you know, it, it's kind of simple where, you know, hey, we're going to go out there, we're going to go out there and do what we got,
0: 110%. How often does the entire uh, on a while you family get together? I'm sure it has to be one heck of a family reunion when you guys get together. <laughs>
1: We, uh, we usually do our family unions or, uh, reunions every two years but uh, we have our immediate uh, you know sibling fam- uh, reunion we have every year so we try to you know stay close to each other and uh, we are a close family
0: That's you know, okay. uh,
1: it's, it's it's not too many people have you know relationships like that where they can always be around their family we try to stay close to each other we're raised that way and uh, it'll
0: continue on. Listen, man. Can I just come and sit in the corner? I mean, I won't say a word. I'll just, just. I just want to listen to all the stories, man. <laughs> I make a mean macaroni oh, yeah. and cheese too, man. I'll bring that with me.
1: Well, you know, there's history there. You know, you get us all together.
0: There's a lot of stories, <laughs>
1: and uh, you know, we can write a couple of
0: books on that. No doubt, no doubt, man. It's got to be something else. Well, let's talk about the uh, the tag team you formed with your brother Samu, the Head Shrinkers, when you were in the WWF. Uh, how was it forming that tag team with your brother?
1: Well, I mean, after it was him and, uh, you know, Rikishi, which was fought too, uh, they were on there. And then once my brother finished that, then I started tagging up with him. I mean, I enjoy uh, wrestling with my family. You know, that's always going to be, you know, something that's dear and true to my heart. Uh, you know, we had a great time. You know, my brother, I always looked up to my older brother. He was like my idol, you know, besides my dad and my uncle. But my older brother, Samuel, he. He just had this, I don't know, this charisma, and I always looked up to him. So it, it was always an honor to to tag up
0: with him. Now when you look back at your run as the Head Shrinkers, was there a favorite match you guys had or maybe some favorite opponent, opponents that you guys had? Yeah, believe
1: it or not, we we wrestled a lot against uh, the Bushwhackers, and uh, we had some great matches with them. And uh, one of them was uh, with the Road Warriors. Uh, I'll never forget that. It was a great, you know, we had some great matches with them, which, you know, my brother and Fatu uh, were safe to go as the some similar SWAT team years ago in Dallas. And uh, they wrestled against them in WCW for years and years. But, but me and my brother got together. I finally got to,
0: you know, wrestle with them. And, you know, that was, that was some good moments. Well, tell me something about that. Well, what stood out to you when you wrestled the Road Warriors? <laughs>
1: Well, God rest God rest is So uh, Hawk, you know he he's just full of fire. Right. He was just full of fire, man. It it was like going in there with the firecracker. He was he was on top of things, and you know just to be in there with them, you know they're legends, uh, you know, and everything as well. And you know just to be in there with them, it, that
0: was a that was an honor right there. It, sure. it was it was good. Sure. So after your time in the WWF, you wrestled for the Puerto Rican World Council ran by WWE Hall of Famer Carlos Colon Sr. How did that relationship form with them, and how did your experience there? how did it help you grow uh not only as a wrestler but as a performer?
1: Well, I'll start from the beginning on that one uh back in nineteen ninety two when I first started doing some stuff for w w f that's when it was w w f at that time right uh you know they wanted to do some different uh you know characters I mean at that time you know I was still young I had uh, you know a few years in the business but I just wanted to you know get used to what I, what they want or just try to you know try something different before I went in there and took on this big task and uh, my dad got me set up to go over to Puerto Rico and uh, to talk to Carlos Cologne. and I went over there and I actually was over there with my uncle Sika he was there and you know I, I, I did great over there and, and Carlos loved me and he always kept me on top and you know, I uh, got a great relationship with uh, Carlos Colon, and, as well as his, his two boys, uh, uh, Carlitos and, uh, you know, Eddie Colon, which is in WWE right now, and his cousin. So, uh, I got a great bond with them. You know, it's like a, a second family almost. Right. I spent a lot of time working over there for
0: WWC. So, around 1996-1997 time frame, you trans uh, transitioned over to ECW. And you wrestled under the name La Smooth. Who came up with that name and that character style while you were in uh, ECW?
1: Well, actually, uh, my brother Samu and uh, my cousin uh, Matt Rosie got wrestled. So they started off, and then uh, Paul E. decided to bring me in there, and we to do uh, you know three man tag with the you know and work with the Dudleys and, and all those guys. So we did our first. Uh, show with them, it actually, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and we uh, did uh, something with the Dudleys and all that, so uh, it, it was good, I enjoyed ECW, it was wild, it was crazy, you know, and that company, uh, Extreme Championship Wrestling, it was extreme, and uh, that, that's what we like to do, we're, we're, we're extreme, you know, we don't hold no punches back, so uh, that was right up uh, you know, Uh, way of uh, wanting some crazy guys in there, and that's what we did. We took on the gangsters, and uh, uh, there's so many stories with those guys, it's not even funny.
0: So the name L.A. Smooth, who come up with that? Did you come up with that? Is that something uh, Paul Heyman came up with? Yeah.
1: Actually, I did. uh, You know, because they wanted to do the small gangsters, so everybody came up with a different name. Uh, My brother had Sammy Silk, and he had uh, Maddie Smalls, and so I was like, you know... (laughs) Lloyd Anahuasca LA's so I said let's go with LA Smooth and we stuck
0: nice so how was your experience with Paul Heyman um what did you learn or take away from your experience with him and, and not just him but the other wrestlers that were in the locker room well there was a lot of guys there
1: that I actually you know remember breaking in you know years ago with uh you know like Tommy Dreamer and uh a lot of those guys and uh uh you know uh There's quite a bit of them. There's so many of them. I can't even name them. But uh, it it was a good experience. Paul Heyman was—he's a businessman, you know, just like Vince is. Very smart, very, very smart when it comes to business for you know for the wrestling business. He had a, a mind, and and that's how ECW grew so so big because he was the you know he was the brain of it. Right, and he's always been smart. Uh, you know, when it comes to wrestling, even when he was managing my brother and my cousin, uh, he's he's just you know he's a magnet. You know, he he's got the mouth for it and he's got the brains for it. So it, it was good working for him, and you know, right now I still have a great relationship with him when I see him. It's always you know a hug and hey brother, how you doing? You know, so it, it was a good experience, and uh, Paul's a, Paul's a
0: good guy. Well, I've interviewed a lot of a lot of wrestlers who work for ECW and. They all seemed to say the same thing. There was this freedom with your character. uh, There was a family atmosphere. And everybody seemed to just have the same vision and the same passion. Would you say that was a a pretty fair assessment?
1: Yeah, it definitely was. You know, it, it, it wasn't, there was no pressure. Right. Uh, there was nothing to where you know you had somebody behind you all the time he gave you your options. If you came up with something and they, he liked it, he'd let you go with it. Uh, it was yeah, it was very easy, and everybody was like, family, we were seeing each other. we were we enjoyed each other's time, and uh, you know that that's the way it should be,
0: yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, just that that, that ability to have some freedom over your character. I mean, that's got to go a long it has to go a long way,
1: yeah, and especially for him to uh, actually, you know, have confidence in that person to, right. to,
0: you know, let them, you know, come up with something and let them go with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if a guy feels like he's being trusted, a, a talent, man or a woman, feeling like, you know what, they trust me, um, you know, giving me the ability to have more creative control – that's got to boost, not only just boost their confidence, but also boost the their ability to put on a better show, to be a better performer, because they feel like, you know what, I'm a little bit in control of this character. I'm not being told what to do like a robot. Um, you know, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to give it all I have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that definitely does, yes. All
0: right, so this is the cranium shot portion of the interview. I'm going to say a name from your past or your present. And I want you to give me your first reaction. It can be a one-word reaction, or it can be several words. Okay, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, Rhino. Tough. The Steiner Brothers. (laughs) Tougher. (laughs) (laughs) Tatanka.
1: Tatanka. Workhorse. He's, he's, He's unbelievable. Just...
0: Unbelievable. I've heard that about him. Sorry, Savio Vega.
1: Savio Vega, great worker, good experience, uh, all around. You know, awesome.
0: Tommy Dreamer.
1: Tommy Dreamer, man, unbelievable and smart at the business. Just uh, he's he's one of a kind.
0: Well, Lloyd, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I really do appreciate it. It's been a, an honor to speak with you, and I just I cannot thank you enough.
1: No, I, I appreciate this. And, uh, you know, down there in Griffin, Georgia, you, uh, for you people listening to this, you better get your tickets because it's going to be one hell of a show uh, on February the 2nd in Griffin, Georgia. And uh, get your tickets now because they're going fast because you got L.A. Smooth slash Alofa, one of the Samoan Dynasty going to be there, and a lot of other great talent, like Mil Muentes, uh, you name it. They're,
0: they're going to be there, so you need to get your tickets. No doubt about it. It's going to be It's a stack card. It's an unbelievable show, and if you miss this, you're, you're definitely missing out, no question about it. Absolutely. Before we go, how can fans find you on social media?
1: Uh, you, uh, I'm on Facebook under my name, Lloyd on I'm on Twitter, same name. And, uh, also on, the, you know, uh, Instagram. So just look up Lloyd on and you'll find me on there. Also too, I do have a, a fan page on, uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, under the great Alofa. And you can go on there and see some stories and, uh, you know, hit the like button on it.
0: Lloyd, man, thank you so very much. Again, I look forward to seeing you down in Griffin. Uh, It'll be a pleasure to see you down there. All right, my
1: brother. Take care, and God thank you very much,
0: and God bless. Same to you, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you buy a ticket to Universal Championship Wrestling Super Bowl show taking place on Saturday, February the 2nd, a Super Bowl weekend, Saturday, February the 2nd, in Griffin, georgia buying a ticket is extremely easy just go to their website it's ucwtv.com again ucwtv.com if you want to find out the latest happenings in ucw keep up with their next show keep up with all their talent follow them on instagram follow them on twitter at ucwtv and also follow them on facebook universal championship wrestling thank you for listening on this interview with lloyd My next show coming up will be the Royal Rumble predictions and Force Cranium correspondence that will go along with that, talking about the world of professional wrestling and what's happening, what's the newest and latest news uh, taking place, my opinions on that. You don't want to miss that prediction show. I'm sure my guest, my co-host will be Addie Go, doing our predictions. Let's see how we do on the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. So be on the lookout for that show coming up next week. As always, I thank you for taking another chair shot to the cranium. Have a good one.